Welcome to the Tribunal. I'm Danny with Jameson. Hey, how you doing, y'all? And Chris Warren. What's up, fellas? We just watched episode 13 of the challenge, Total Madness. We saw Casey and Nani canoodling, Bailey being a giant mope, and saw Melissa and her unborn baby wrestling and taking shots. Tonight, we're doing Red Skull or Send It Home, Jameson's Juicy Deets, MVPs and Losers, and listener questions. But first, two big questions. Were we watching a Big Brother episode tonight or the challenge, Wern? Uh, I feel like uh, we were watching an episode of, oh shit, we can't watch D anymore. It was really just, yeah, I mean, it was all Big Brother. I mean, I never really thought about it, I guess, but there's a lot of Big Brother people on the show right now. Like, it's got to be like at least a third of the cast, right? I mean, It seems to be at least a fair amount of the rookies for sure they're bringing over from Big Brother. Yeah, like it seems like that's, is that the only show we're recruiting from now? I mean, I know that one girl was from something else, I don't know, Aesop was uh, Israel Ninja Warrior or whatever. Yeah, there's a big pool of those guys too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean like all Big Brother drama, I mean maybe it was better that they couldn't show D in the sense that I had no idea what the hell was going on. There was so much like backstory that had to be filled in throughout the whole episode. I mean, it really consumed the whole thing. I don't know. Big brother episode for me. <laughs> I don't know. Jameson, what do you think? Oh, yeah, man. All the way. Like, look, like, I don't care about your drama. I don't know your drama. I don't want to learn about your drama. Like, there's a reason why I don't watch Big Brother. And I don't know who's still watching Big Brother. Like, my 80-year-old, 80-year-old grandma, she's actually passed away. She's still watching Big Brother. Like, no one gives a shit. I just, I don't know. Like, it just, it kind of just, it felt forced, like you said, Chris. It felt like they're missing some things. They didn't know where to go with the episode. Got to find some drama. I would rather you move things along, like, in terms of, like, the actual game itself. Show a challenge. Maybe, you know, stretch out a, a purgatory thing or something. Then, like stretch out like a drama thing that isn't that exciting. Like it got a little bit spicy, you know, and she's like losing her fucking mind in the bunk beds. Right. Um, and just fucking like next level screaming. It was kind of like, you know, you know when you see a fight on TV and it hits this like level, right? This like meter. And it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. And then like it gets to a point and you're like, oh, okay. Like chill out. Like that's too much. I don't feel comfortable. That's where I got tonight uh, in that screaming fight. I don't know. It was Big Brother all the way, and um, I just didn't care enough. Well, it also seems like they couldn't be explicit about what was happening. They kept hinting at different stuff. So I found out during the episode a couple of things. One, apparently Bailey was the final vote on Big Brother to give Casey the win. I don't know what you win on Big Brother. I don't know if it's money or bragging rights or whatever, you know, a box of cereal. But apparently that could be something where she feels like she's owed something in return for handing her that win. I don't know. I also don't care. And they have to try and make it about the challenge because this whole thing was it just seemed like a weird excuse to hash out old problems that we don't care about. Yeah, it felt like they could have summed up the I mean and they did they summed up the drama basically in like two sentences it was like oh Bailey and Casey kind of had a thing on Big Brother 
but then Bailey went with Swaggy. And that was it. Like, that was all there was to it, I guess. Like, and then they just said that over and over and over again. I was like, Jesus, man. I, like, we, we get it. We get it. Okay. I understand what's happening. Now, like, let's move on. But, yeah, I did enjoy it. The only, the only good thing I can say from it is, like, at least now there's, like, drama that's in the house that hopefully can be something that comes up later to – because, you know, we, we want the yelling. Like, I mean, I want the yelling and the fighting and – it was kind of weird, but I did enjoy when Bailey, I just thought it was hilarious when she was just like, you're either getting tears or you're getting yelling. So which one do you want? Like, it was just freaking ridiculous. Like, okay, she just started going off. I mean, I love the editing during that. So if this brings more like, oh, Casey and Bailey don't like each other or whatever in the future, if that's a, like a plot line or something, I'm fine with that. Just because I want to see them yell at each other again. That's cool. Rich. And given the choice, personally, I would choose the crying under the swaggy sea blanket. I enjoyed that yeah. more than the yelling. Those blankets are so ridiculous. <laughs> I was thinking about, I, won't, I have a different thing, so I won't bring it up later, but I was thinking about making that my Red Skull or send it home later in the episode was that blanket, because it's so fucking ridiculous. Anytime, like a grandma or someone has that like blanket, it's like, oh, it's everybody on the blanket. You just yeah. like it's so obnoxious and ridiculous. But I mean, that is the only person those blankets should go to is a grandmother because they're the only ones like corny yeah. enough to find that nice. Anyone else? I don't need a photo of anybody I know on the thing I sleep under. Definitely, no. not. you should never print anything on police. No <laughs> photos should ever be printed on police. That's just <laughs> I don't know. And you know what? Your grandma would appreciate it too. She would love that blanket. Would be like in the grave with her you know what i mean i don't know if that blanket's gonna make it in the grave with Swaggy. so weird man it's so weird before we move on i have to say i love chris like recounting like drama you know what i mean like could you imagine if chris was on like e-news and he was like recounting like kim kardashian like new dating or whatever like some shit like he was, yeah like it was just like kim kim k was pissed at courtney because like fucking you know <laughs> I think it would be so gold, dude. It's you got a new market you can tap into. I loved it. Start a new podcast, branching out. It's all about the Kardashians, then. <laughs> Chris is here for the physical elements of the challenge and strategy, but the drama you don't you don't usually need it. No, not not usually. Sometimes it's funny. It's got its moments. I do like watching some people get a little weird with the drama, but I've got to see some muscles flexing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Casey and Bailey, Jameson, what constitutes as cheating in this bunker? Well, apparently, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I always love how these guys talk about cheating. You know, it's like, well, who knows? You know, her girlfriend or boyfriend back home is going to be pissed. It's like, they're going to watch this shit. I hate when they're just like, act like it's not fucking on national TV. Like, I don't know. They might get caught. They might get caught. Who knows? It's like, yeah, they're going to get fucking caught. If, if any of our significant others was on TV, we would watch every fucking second of that over and over. We would like, yo, you look, looked at that guy in that one scene. Like, what's up with that? I, all I'm saying is if you're getting cozy-wozy or snuggly-wuggly with anybody, that's like that to me is like cheating a little bit. I just can't maybe, – maybe I'm going too far. You know, everyone flirts, all those kind of things. But if you're like getting, you know, oh, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a, I just think that's fucking cheating, man. And uh, Bonnie, 
I mean, Nani, ugh, I can't wait to talk to, about her later in the episode. <laughs> but she's totally a, a relationship abuser and a loser, um, but definitely cheating. That's cheating, 100%. Warren, do you agree? Yes, I, I agree as well. I think, like, I mean, Jameson, you, you point out, I mean, like, once you, like, kind of lose that trust, I guess, and someone, like, I mean, and this is all they're showing on TV. Like, who knows what else is being said and happening behind the scenes. I mean, clearly, like, people trying to sneak around and do stuff. You, you just don't, I don't know. That's just something, I would have no tolerance for that shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just would never, uh, unless, like, you know, Maybe some people, Jordan Torrey in an open relationship, apparently. Maybe they're fine with it. But, you know, that's on them. They, they can figure that shit out. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. It's, it, like, all that kind of shit is just cheating to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some obviously looks worse than other things. but Like, can you picture them trying to explain this when they get home? Like, well, it wasn't cheating because I never kissed her. We just nuzzled each other's necks and yeah. <laughs> laid under the same blanket together and tickled each other. I tickled her hand, you know, just ever so softly, you know? Right. I gave goosebumps or chicken titties. Nobody I tried did. to kiss her multiple times, but she just wouldn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't cheating. I have, imagine one of us trying to explain that to our significant others. If we're like, look, we just were like, I had my arm around her. We were just kind of like laying there and whispering sweet nothings. It was all, that's all it was. That's almost more intimate than... <laughs> Just like making out with someone when you're just whispering <laughs> sweet nothings to each other. Yeah. I just um, told her I loved her. That's not, that's no big deal. And also, how are Bailey and Casey not in agreement with whether or not they slept together? That seems like a pretty black or white you did or you didn't. Yeah. Like, is, is Bailey talking about, like, she wanted to sleep in her bed? Like, like, they were just going to sleep in the bed together, like a slumber party? Or are they talking about, like... They slept together. I mean, like, yeah, that would be pretty obvious, the difference there. And I love that the rest of the cast is like, what? Oh? And, and, and they still make Nelson look like, like an idiot, basically, because they tell everybody this stuff already. And then 30 minutes later, Nelson's like, wait, there's history? The plot thickens. Like, <laughs> like that's on the editors for making him look bad on there. Yeah. I was just like, come on. Well, you know, gotta like Nelson going up to her when she's crying her eyes out. At least, you know, Nelson did something this week. You know, give him a little props. Um, he still was like, he just reminds me of like a dog, you know, like, hey, hey, everything okay? You know, like, everything okay? Can I, can you, you wanna pet me? <laughs> I mean, dude, right before that scene, though, he was also going, well, she just sat there, was moping around, like, Yo, yeah, you gotta do something. <laughs> Which he's, he's right. I mean, she did just sit there with a quivering lip and not say anything in her own defense. Nothing. So, Wern, start us off with a little Red Skull or send it home. Man, little Red Skull or send it home. You know, I had a couple here, but I'm going to say for my Red Skull, send it home, is having a seven-man tribunal or <laughs> a septbunal, if you will, choosing the eliminations. Seven man. Jameson, what do you think? I'm like so indifferent on it. Like, I like, <laughs> it, was one of those that it was so like such a waste of a vote. Cause like, you know, you get down to the nitty gritty here and obviously there's only so many people that can go in. Nani already said she, she went in. We got D coming in and just looking like stone face. Doesn't say anything. 
you know, like it was, it was just pointless. It was just like yeah. a pointless thing. They did look ridiculous, all seven of them, like sitting in this room together. I, I'm going to send it home. I, I think just like, you know, just keep, keep to the format. Like have those seven people win, have three of them pick who three of the three are, just do it. Uh, schematics, you know, whatever. But it was just like, it was silly. It was silly. Danny? I'm going to have them, uh, I'm going to send it home as well. I think just have those seven vote three and then maybe you get a little mini fight out of that something. Uh, what are, what's the upside of having seven people in that little room? Oh, there man. is none. And I'm going to send it home as well. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I mean, look, like you said, have them vote a three. Like who's the most, who's the most valuable player? Like how they didn't see the opportunity for drama right there. When like these people like Nani's like clawing to be in the, the tribunal was just like, come on. Like, you got to make her sweat it a little bit. Just a little bit, at least. Totally. Uh, my red score sent home tonight is uh, trusting Rogan with a puzzle. Um, <laughs> that was going to be mine. <laughs> oh, man. I just, like, I thought it was so funny. I, I really, probably I laughed the most during that part of the episode when he's like, hold on, quiet, hold on, hold on, quiet, hold on, shh. Quiet, hold on. And he just keeps saying <laughs> it over and over again. And he has no idea what he's doing. And, like, I get, I get that Jenny was, like, annoyingly talking, but she probably honestly knew what to do. And he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Like, he's just over and over again. Uh, I'm definitely sending it home. I mean, I just think, like, it's crazy that you know, <laughs> fucking, what are you doing, Rogan? Like, of all people, like, in that group, like, Rogan was your, like, yeah, let's go with Rogan. He's got the brains and the bronze. Well, that's what I was going to say. There was absolutely no debate about it. They were just all like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Rogan is the uh, rain man of puzzles all of a sudden. Like, I didn't understand that. I'm sending it home as well. Weren't. Oh, it's a big send it home for me. I mean, <laughs> especially when, like, Rogan should definitely be pushing cars in that situation. Like, how do you look? Like, and when TJ announces a challenge to you and you're like, uh, you guys are going to have to be pushing cars and you don't know how much they're going to weigh or anything. Like, don't you think like you would pick all the dudes who are like actually into doing fitness, like to push the cars, like you guys are just going to push the cars and you know, <laughs> this girl's going to get up on your shoulders and she's going to have a top down view of the, of the puzzle and she's going to figure it out and you're just going to push cars. That's it. Send it home. That was the dumbest strategy I've ever seen. <laughs> fun challenge though like it kind of was like not like a fun like competitive like crazy but like in terms of like you know you have a saturday off and you're like hey let's go move these cars like a puzzle like sounds kind of like a good time. well it was like one of those little handheld games you yeah. got at, like a party favor as a kid except well, with cars it's fun you know i'm gonna tell you there's an app that is a game that is exactly that Hopefully. and I'm sure the very first freaking puzzle is that what they just did so mine you have to give one a red skull and you have to send the other home, all right? Okay. It's either the cranberries, you have to let it linger, or EMFs, unbelievable. Oh, who you got? Damn. Go ahead, Chris. You take it first. Man, that's really tough because um, both are pretty epic in their own way. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable, you know. I mean, that's on like commercials and just annoying shit all over the place, or like typical sporting events. Cranberries, I mean, I don't know where they are. I guess I'll send the cranberries home. We got to keep EMF. What would the world be without unbelievable? 
Red Skull for EMF. <laughs> <laughs> you can go either way here. I'm going to actually do the split here. I'm going to go EMF, send home, cranberries. You have to let it linger. Uh, you have to give it a Red Skull for me. Um, I just think, like, I don't know, unbelievable. <laughs> it's just, like, so – it's, like, <laughs> smash mouth. It's, like, it just drives me, like, you're unbelievable. Like, it's just – I can't take it seriously at all. It's so fucking cheese city. Well, that's why it's a Red Skull, bro. <laughs> it's, it's so – Ridiculous! It's it's amazing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's um, the song is unbelievable. I guess I just remind like the cranberries reminds me of like driving around in Colorado in a Subaru, just like windows down, just like eating granola. But man, what about you, Danny? What are you where are you leaning, bro? I'm giving the cranberries a red skull. I love the cranberries. I've seen them live. R.I.P. to Dolores. Love them. Red skull all the way. Oh, wow. All the way in, man. All the way in. Which uh, brings us to another song. Hit it, JMO. Do you have to? Do you have to? Do you have to give me juicy? <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. Uh, that's my improv skills. Yes, it's time for Jameson's Juicy Deets. Uh, I got a little bit of juice. I'm more excited to talk to you guys about these ju this juice and how you feel about it and how you kind of how you feel about your life in general right now after you hear these deets. I got a little birdie. I got a little birdie now, guys. Um, you know, I've been really researching a lot. I can only get so much from the deep interwebs. And my little birdie gave me some deets that uh, CT and bananas get paid $100,000 just to go on the show. $100,000. So I know it's a, uh, you know, very small little deep, but it is kind of like eye opening in terms of, you know, all of us are sitting here, we're making our podcast, you know, trying to get by and uh, these motherfuckers are getting 100, 100k just for being on the show. How do you guys this, feel about that? This is the greatest juice you've ever given us. I have I've always known that it was a sliding scale of, so they get some money to go on the show, but I've always wondered, and I assume that CT and Johnny get the most, but I always wondered how much that was. And now I beg of you, whoever this birdie is, leak the list, give us the list of this season. I would love to break down how much each person is getting money-wise. I tried to get more, but uh, that's all I could get for this at this time. Is uh and is that for like just appearing on the season? Just appearing on the show. 100k, and then like, are they getting paid on top of that per episode, or is it like that's uh, just their sure, deal? I'm pretty sure it's a flat rate, 100k, and then obviously if they win, you know, they win the money. But um, right, 100k, man. Like, yeah, obviously after taxes, what? That's you know, sixty thousand, maybe something like that, maybe half. But still, man, like you go somewhere for two, it's about two, two and a half months, um, and you get you get a good chunk of change, man. Yeah, dude. that is not bad. See what you can do about getting some other numbers out there. And I could I could talk about this for the entire podcast. I love that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. What's also crazy is there's a three month break in between. Usually a three month break. Obviously now is different circumstances, but a three month break in between shooting. So. You do two of these a year, and you yep. don't win money. You know, you're getting, you're making six figs. 
That's $200,000 for Johnny and CT and two free round trip flights for Josh. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got a riding coach. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I mean, like that's pretty, I mean, good on them. I mean, they've been on the show for a long time. Obviously they're, I would guess they're a good part of the reason why everybody watches or like they just, they aren't always in the middle of the drama, but they know how to like stir the drama. Like obviously bananas was kind of stirring it tonight. So like, I'm sure they see the value in those guys of like what they bring and like, you know, the dedicated fan base that's been watching the show for a long time. They want to see, you know, there's certain characters they want to see come back time and time again. And clearly there are two of them. They're getting paid that kind of money. And I I could find out like how much the challenge itself, the show, the, you know, the franchise makes off of advertising and everything. Like what is their, what is their gross? You know what I mean? Like who knows, but it has to be good. I feel like they're keeping MTV afloat in a lot of ways. So I mean, pretty crazy to think about. They can dish out the money. Yeah. That's been your juice and deeds. Your juice and deeds. Let's hand out some MVPs. Jameson, who'd you come up with this week? Well, at first, it's funny, Danny, I was going to say EMF um, because that's probably the last time their song has been on national TV. But I'm going to do something that I've never done this season. I'm giving a double-time MVP to Melissa's baby. Uh, This baby is dealing with shots now. I mean, who knows what's going to happen next week? Uh, this baby has made it through another week. I'm really happy for it. Uh, you know, it's taking shots at the bar. It's going through, you know, eliminations, wrestling around, dealing with Melissa. Like, I I just, I mean, I'm going to just give it to the baby again. I know it's like pretty, you know, kind of lame, but I just can't help but watch this episode every week on pins and needles. Like I texted you guys when they, when I saw the rope in the circle, I was like, is this going to be wrestle over a stick? And that, I was, like, really nervous that, you know, that shit was going to go down. So, I'm giving it to the baby, baby. The fetus. Uh, I, you know, I do want to say that baby is strong. Good for that baby. <laughs> um, before I just announce my MVP. Uh, my MVP for this episode, you know, I think could be argued to be a loser as well. But I think we're past those reasons. Uh, but I'm going to give it to the editing team of MTV uh, because you know what they made the most of the the whole Bailey Casey fight like I really enjoyed the editing for some reason when Bailey the lights were like flashing and like they kind of did this like slow motion thing and like I don't know something about it just made it a little extra enjoyable for me Um, and it really wasn't much but it was just right to like just emphasize a couple things so, yeah, I'm just going to give it to M- MVP to the uh, MTV crew. <laughs> I will say the production and cinematography, if you can call it cinematography of this show, has yeah. come a long way, even in a few seasons. Like, it yeah. used to look like shit. And now, it's a, it's a masterpiece. Well, speaking of that, Danny, you know, I sent you guys that article. I got to bring it up. Apparently, the... How Saving Private Ryan and 28 Days Later was the inspiration for the DP of the challenge, uh, which is just so ridiculous. The director of photography. 
the director of photography, for those who don't know, is, you know, doing this show every season and he's like, I want it to feel like 28 days later, you know, like Saving Private Ryan. That, that's the vibe I'm going for with the MTV Real World Road Rules Challenge. And I think it'd be really nice if you see my, you know, this vision and then we go to commercial and it's DJ Pauly D and Vinny trying to get back their ex-girlfriends. I think it's a nice play. Even during an episode, it's not like it's all highbrow stuff. It's like, and then we'll <laughs> cut to them eating Burger King Whoppers. <laughs> like it's, yeah. yeah. How do you shoot the Burger King Whoppers so it looks like saving Private Ryan in 28 days later? Yeah. <laughs> Danny? I am going to give my MVP to just Melissa, not her unborn child. I just felt like in a episode where it was almost nothing but arguing and screaming she was a uh, breath of fresh air and she went out there and won and she was just so pleasant the entire time i really got a kick out of her she's been a real grower for me this season she's been a grower i don't know about the challenge itself uh the red skull thing it was kind of it was like kind of silly but you know either way i think it's a solid mvp Wern, give us a loser man you know what hard to pick a loser this week because there was a lot of contenders but it dawned on me when i was thinking man there's a lot of people that could be losers and you know what there are a lot of people that could be losers and they're not on the fucking show anymore because they tried to get in the goddamn purgatory to get a red skull and apparently none of that shit matters because everybody's going to get a chance next week anyway what the hell tj i thought you said there are no more free rides i'm kind of pissed at you for it because i wanted a purge i wanted people to have to get in or get kick the hell out it's unfortunate it's not gonna happen everybody's gonna have a chance which is kind of lame if you ask me I, I thought the whole point of the show is to make people fight to get it that's it so just to be clear you are giving tj lavin your loser no no i'm mad at tj but everybody who is like i gotta go in this week there's not many more chances clearly there's another chance and it's for everyone so <laughs> those guys Sucks to be you, I guess. TJ, but it, it falls on TJ's hands. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, see, it's TJ. No, I don't want to give it to TJ. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I, I know. Give it you can't give it to MTV. I want to give it to Swaggy C. I want to give it to whatever girl got eliminated in between these other episodes that I don't even remember. So every oh, person that got eliminated, but really TJ. No, no, no. It's, yeah, well, it's, it's the people at the end who are like, there's not many chances left. <laughs> <laughs> Lose it, man. Is it my turn? It's your turn. All right, before I begin, here I got a little song to play for you guys. Okay, you ready? All right, we're going to get sued. Yeah, All right, Nani, you're fucking out, Nani. Peace out. Later. No one's going to miss you, especially not me. You are my fucking loser. As always, I started the season. You know what's funny, fellas? I wrote down, and I wish I could prove it, right when the episode started, in my notes, I wrote Nani, loser, like five minutes into the episode. How, does this, how does this differ from every other week? <laughs> Well, I haven't made her my loser in a while, okay? I've been trying to be nice, but I'll tell you what, 
she is a big old loser. She always has been. And tonight she proved it. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what's going on with Nani. You know, you know, Nani, you're, you know, she's probably a fine person, but I hate her. And I just am so glad that she went home. She doesn't contribute anything. She hops on bandwagons of everyone else. She's just is like, oh, I want to be in, but I don't want to be in. I, I just have no, no, she has no personality. There's nothing to her, man. I'm over it. I'm out on Nani. She's done. Cooked. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. All right. That's fucking loser of the week, Nani. I should have known. I'm sort of surprised that I'm the only one with my loser. It's Bailey. Just a complete mope the entire episode. Feeling sorry for herself. It was embarrassing sitting there during the voting process where she's just not saying a word, just called up, curled up in a ball. It's like, who's going to vote for you? Look at you. Pull yourself together. And then when she finally springs alive, she's just screaming in people's faces. It's not fun when it's not a two-way argument, and it was just one way the entire time. Nobody even had the energy to, to match her, her level of screaming. It was just a poor showing all around, and I hope she doesn't make the final. <laughs> Good call, man. I mean, Easy. yeah, she's- I have Bailey on my loser list as well, but uh, not it a good one. It was Bailey Bailey all night. It was just kind of like, okay, we got it. You miss right. your husband. Just go home. Speaking of which, uh, today, a little shout out to Swaggy C, who today tweeted a most ridiculous tweet. Number, he goes, number one, I'm the richest person on the entire cast. Number two, I've contributed more to charities than anyone on the entire cast. Number three, I will be forever the richest person on the cast that's your husband bailey go cry with him at home man yeah i i hope those two are not invited back no i you know i did miss my uh bailey swaggy makeout shot in the bar (laughs) wasn't the same without that yeah Yeah. same bar really lacked the spiciness from that so we're gonna finish with a listener question from damien path he says how would you improve this format i.e. having multiple Red Skulls gives an advantage. I think it would kind of be cool if there was a finite amount of Red Skulls. So somebody could have two. And if you take them into an elimination, you can steal one from them. And if somebody only has one and they lose, they automatically go home. But I feel like if you just had a set of, say, like eight floating around the game, that might make it a little more interesting. What do you think, Warren? Yeah, I like like that idea a lot. I mean. That's essentially what I'm getting at with like people saying they got to go in to get the red skull. Like apparently like it doesn't matter, you know, it's way better if there's like, there's eight spots in the challenge or, or possibly less. Like you're saying, like if, if somebody gets a red skull and they're like, screw this, like I'm running the challenge by myself and they want to win four red skulls and not let four other people or three other people get in by all means, go for it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something else too. of Just like, does a red skull automatically win you some money on top of it? You know, put some money on it. Like if there's a, you know, a grand prize of, I don't know what is, it's like a million dollar purse nowadays. Right. And it's everybody like, dude, give $10,000 for each red skull. You saw how everybody got all freaking excited about Burger King. Like (laughs) put some money on it. Let's, you know, I do like the idea though, that the, the question or the, our listeners sent in too of just, you know, multiple red skulls gives you an advantage. Like that 
in in the final i would think that would be cool as well because you gotta you know risk it to get something better so yeah jameson what do you think i mean i totally agree i i I could easily see tj you know the day of the final being like and guess what you know the two like people who have two skulls you get a head start you get like 20 minutes head start or you know something like that i could easily see him doing that um but i really like danny what you were saying i was thinking the same thing in terms of like it would be nice if the season started with this Red Skull format and said, we have 10 skulls or we have seven skulls. That's it. No matter what, you got to get them. And so then, like, people are, like, fucking – I feel like the weak players wouldn't linger around because, you know, I was talking to my buddy Jeremy about this actually today, and he was like, this Red Skull format, while it was awesome at first, now it kind of feels like a lot of weak people are just kind of chilling. You know, you got the Josh and, like, look, Melissa – you know, fair and square won tonight, but I would consider her kind of a weak player uh, as well as some other, you know, and it just kind of, it's been an interesting, you know, up and down play where it was like really cool and exciting and different. And then it's kind of like weird right now. It doesn't feel as, as juicy and as exciting as I thought it would be. It seems like if it finishes the way we think it's going to, which would be disappointing, there was no benefit to do what, say, a CT did where you throw yourself in, where you yeah. can just see Kyle, ride it out, and then you get to go against Josh in the last episode. That's a, that's a win-win right there. Right, exactly. you got to have that, either the finite amount of skulls or the purge. And I think that's, yeah, that's definitely where they messed up this season because I do like the format and the, and the intention behind it. However, in seasons that are going to come, like, people are just going to do the same thing. I mean, Nani does this every freaking season. She just rides to the end, and then she, like, I mean, she – I guess she tried today, but like the last couple of seasons she gets eliminated. She just kind of like gives up in the middle of like the elimination, you know, like people are just going to do that shit and just get paid per episode. Purge them, purge them. There's four people left. Sorry. You didn't go for it later next season. Just, uh, they're going to suffer from that because people are going to just ride it as long as they can. Or just That's make like I, those four people all go at each other for one yeah. or some shit, you know? Right. Or I would have liked it if he said at the end, like, and you three that don't have a red skull, follow Nani out. You're out too. Oh, dude, that that awesome. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was so excited for him to tell them to just get the hell out of the purgatory or whatever. <laughs> and it never happened. And it just really made me mad. TJ, it's on your hands, man. The blood is on your hands, dude. <laughs> yeah, because now next week it's not as exciting with just those three that need a skull. You know, like if there was like – say six people left or, you know, maybe like five people left and all there's one skull left or two skulls left and you knew that, all of them going at it for that would be awesome. Well, until next week, that's it from the Tribunal. Don't be a quitter. Don't be a layup. You guys killed it.